Welcome back to DYFW, Drink Your Fucking Water on the Anti-Politics Podcast. My name is Robert Reynoso. It's me again. It's my great friend, Alan. Dude, how you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, man. How you doing? Doing good, man. Um, what's, what's all these fucking uh, white supremacists that aren't white? Uh, well, I, I believe we call those false flags, my man. Yeah, psyops. It's uh, it's getting a little bit obvious. Um, the U-Haul truck smashing into the White House happens to have a pristine Nazi flag and other gear that looks a lot. I mean, I couldn't really get a good picture of it, but I mean, it looked a bit like Patriot Front stuff to me. And uh, the guy's name is Sai Varshith Kandula, a 19-year-old from Chesterfield, Missouri. And mm-hmm. if you've seen his picture, that guy is not white. Now, I'm mm-hmm. not going to assume what nationality he actually is, or ethnicity, rather, but he's not white. And this isn't the first time this has happened. It's been happening over and over the last couple of weeks, too. Yeah, it's it's getting old, and uh, some news stations will conveniently leave out the picture of the suspect or the alleged suspects so you always got to make sure to read between the lines when you see this sort of thing more often than not it's probably just some crazy guy who thought he was something spent too much time in the basement on his computer or a useful idiot like in michigan with the wolverines the team turned out to be uh federal agents so Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's again, it's a recurring theme, uh, and people that don't understand what's going on, like you're saying, they can't read between the lines because they've been so indoctrinated and so heavily into this for so long. Um, they just blindly believe anything they see on the news, whether it be news online for articles or on their TV at night. Um, you know, the the general propaganda machine. It's it's upsetting that. After the last three and a half years, people have not picked up on things. Um, I understand why they can't. I understand their mind just can't handle unraveling their reality that they've been fathomed into for uh, their entire life. But you would think that after so many other things that we were spouting over the last three and a half years that everybody claimed were conspiracy theories that have now become true. Um, the, the new one recently with that, you know, unnamed report, I'm not going to name it, um, about Trump and Russia and everything. You would think they would have a little bit more of an open mind on like, hey, I think the government's trying to fuck with us again and, and trying to gaslight the fuck out of us and make us believe some bullshit. Um, I mean, these are clearly all FBI psyop run shit. I mean, come on. 
Yeah, you always got to maintain a healthy distrust of the government. Um, that's true no matter what you believe. Just because they, they got into office doesn't mean they're going to hold true to everything they promised you. I think that's something we can all agree on. We should be holding them accountable day in and day out like we're always preaching. That starts at the local level. Mm-hmm. Because if you can get everybody on the same page at the local level, nationwide, to see more... People join in hand in hand to engage in some mass non-compliance, which is always good. And people got to remember too, uh, you know, a lot of people out there that are indoctrinated, that are still in the two-party mentality. Um, even one of the people they worship the most, one of his most famous phrases was, the nine most terrifying words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. I mean, that, that's that's Reagan right there, dude. And it's not like he did anything to help our freedoms. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was basically telling you, like, I'm I'm about to tread on you really hard. Um, because that's exactly what he did after he said that. The best way to go about it is to just not comply. It's yeah. very simple. Nope. Very, very simple. And people try to think of all sorts of other methods, like writing new laws and reforming. And how about just not? I mean, it's just... It's getting to be the point where we're having to bend over backwards for so many things. And it's not even stuff for, you know, just shooting or, you know, anybody that has outlining mindsets that don't always equate to the majority, right? They're they're going after the majority now um, in a lot of big ways. And again, they're just not, most people aren't seeing it. Um a lot of people are starting to wake up. They're starting to. And I've helped a lot of people wake up just through conversations that we've talked about, have conversations. Learn how to disagree with your neighbors, right? Learn how to disagree with your friends and your family. Have conversations. There's a reason why politics used to be a taboo subject. They didn't want us to talk about it because if we talk about it, we learn how to disagree, then we unite. And that goes against their divide and conquer theory on everything so learn how to disagree that helps people wake up helps them see what's actually going on about what's really going down for the agenda on the back end yep just live your life don't hurt people don't take their stuff you'll be all right and uh it'll all fall together this large portion of the population that doesn't vote uh get out there and vote take it back and then hold those elected officials accountable. So when you start doing it at the local level, it'll be easier to do it at the higher levels because mm-hmm. you'll have that local government as a base to facilitate your needs and act as a voice to go against that uh, small portion of the population that got a hold of the bullhorn. A hundred percent. I mean, one of the reasons we talk about building up your community is because your community in itself, the way our forefathers you know, thought of community was the community is the militia, right? Not everybody necessarily is a fighter in it, but they all support each other. They all have a role. And if they need to say, hey, you are stepping on us, you are treading on our rights, and this community will not stand for it, you now have everybody united at the point where you can truly stand your ground. And that's that's a beautiful thing. It really is. 
something that's been lost on purpose by the government. Um, they've made us think that that idea is extremism, right-wing extremism, you know, brown, white supremacists, things of that <laughs> sort. Um, <laughs> that's what they're literally passing off now. It's like, and it, you know, we all, you know, I, I've seen, I've seen their side, dude. I've seen what they've done. They fucking took the Indian off the butter and kept the land, man. Yeah. You know, they, they're always on some bullshit. It's, and, it's basically, uh, I'm I'm done with it, and just like a lot of other people are. Government propaganda nowadays is just one big long Chappelle show. <laughs> no, dude, you can't even equate Chappelle shows way better than the government. Are you kidding me? Yeah, but it's like they took their ideas from it. <laughs> I mean, you remember the episode where he was the black white supremacist? That oh, was you blind, talk, right? What's his name? Clayton Bigsby, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that's it's exactly what they're dropping on us right now. <laughs> like, come on, dude. Like, get out of here. Like, it's like it's like Key and Peel and Chappelle show had a baby that was a tyrant. This is fucking stupid. I don't buy any of this. And if you're thinking that, what you should do is not only drink your motherfucking water, but you should also be doing your dry fire training every single day. Go lift some heavy shit at least three or four days a week. Get out there. Help your community. If you see a pothole, see a hole, fill a hole. Go fill it. If the city's refusing to do it, get some people together. Go fill it. Go unite the people around you. This is the only way we win. This is why we preach this day in, day out. The only way we win and unite and have a chance to survive this fucking shit show of one world power they're trying to make is by doing it this way you know we should we should talk about you know the meme homie that just passed away and dude the more i looked into this guy the more i respect i already respected him like right like i, I knew he was an ohio agricultural guy um was doing cool work but the more you look into dave brandt the more you're like holy crap this guy was amazing, like just flat out based. Like he was doing agricultural work to help people have smaller land and yield more and in an organic way with not using GMOs or chemicals or anything, trying to crossbreed things, like just doing some stuff that nobody else was doing. And he was just doing it just to help people. He wasn't making money. He was just trying to figure out like world's getting to be a smaller place. He really set the standard for going about life with a positive attitude. So mm -hmm. press F to pay respects to the man himself, Mr. Brandt. Rest in peace. Thanks for touching so many lives. 100%. Yeah, and he was, so his big thing was that he was an advocate, um, an avid proponent for no-till farming. And what that does it's, it's a version of the trade that skips tilling or plowing for potential healthier soil. And also, it's resource conser conserving. The practice cuts down on the chance of soil erosion and the need for pesticides and fertilizer. Part of this is that, you know, for most cash crops, right, they, uh, they have a cash crop cycle and then the field's bare the rest of the time, like during the winter. But for this you would plant something else that would thrive during that time 
not harvest it, right? Let it decompose in the field and add the nitrogen back or whatever else you need for it. And that when you plant the next year, you have everything you need there. So it's it's, it's a natural thing of, of the way to go. You're not adding chemicals. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. It's better for the ecosystem too, for the bugs and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's a, it's a real innovation going back to like the way things used to be. This is how farmers used to farm to begin with, right? Um, and it became a, a bigger study back in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, I believe, if I remember correctly. Um, but it's, it's again, we've talked about this on a few episodes, going back to tradition. Like we, we've lost so much in the last couple of generations of how things were, how to handle this, how to take care of that, how to jar, how to jam, how to do all kinds of stuff. And to have somebody like this that had a meme that touched so many people's hearts and just, I, I never saw a meme of his that wasn't wholesome and wasn't based, right? That yeah. he was used in. And and to have that for somebody that was just truly, truly based in his entire life's devotion for his work. Man, that's, that's I hope you know. I hope, you know, even though the circumstances are unfortunate that more people look at the work that he did and learn about it and learn from it and learn how to do no-till farming and cover cropping because that was his life work since the 70s, you know. And uh, he did a lot of work in Ohio on about 1,100 acres. So... Let's pay respects to him and learn from that technique that he developed and use it going forward. Let's make that another goal. Let's add that to the list. We'll say drink your water, do your dry fire training. Fucking see a hole, fill a hole. Do that fucking no-till and cover cropping. We are Dave Brandt. We are Dave Brandt. That's what his legacy should be. It should be not like going from the farms. It should be going to the the small eco farms that are coming to people's houses and, and yards that are living in suburbs and, and things like that, where they're trying to garden everything else as well, too. A lot of what he talks about, you can use in those kind of garden beds. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, there's very there's practical, so, so much wealth and of knowledge and his practices and everything he uh, dedicated his life to. Yeah. And, and, and when you dedicate your life to farming, and how to better farming. You're not dedicating your life to a practice. You're dedicating your life to people and really all the people. Definitely agree. So, yep. Rest in peace, Dave Grant. Brought us a lot of wonderful things. Uh, moving forward now, uh, I think that's a good, it's a good time to talk about the heat that's coming up and how to protect your garden and your sensitive plants from sunlight. Uh, most garden shops have netting that blocks the sunlight, or you can get it on Amazon. It, it, they make it specifically to block, or you can make a little hoop house out of PVC mm -hmm. and uh, stretch a net or a sunshade over everything. Well, especially here in Ohio right now, like we went from like, raining all the time to all of a sudden being super hot, like high eighties, mid eighties and, you know, yeah. sunny days, with no clouds. And all of a sudden my grass is starting to die within a couple of days. Um, it's just, it's not, 
normal time for spring right yeah um, so i'm already having to water my grass like um and the thicker your grass is the more seed you plant and then the more you take care of it like this like mulching it correctly when you're mowing keeping your blade sharp things along that line the less chance you have to get weed seeds in there you yeah. actually have weeds the grass chokes out the weeds um so if you're going to spend money spend it on seed spend it on new seed fertilizer early on in the year water it correctly and, and make sure you're you're going about that process because the you get thick grass weeds will not pop up maybe here and there but very easy to take care of at that point um and especially if certain neighborhoods you live in where they're sticklers on making sure your front yard's looking like on point um also <clears throat> certain plants like hibiscus the best thing to protect them is actually to take your nine millimeter bullets um take the uh the bullet out of the top and sprinkle gunpowder around it no but the funny thing is uh i i, I did uh it could have been a total bullshit article um, but hibiscus are prone to a lot of bugs, right? Like aphids, spider mites, all types of stuff. And I have to spray mine with neem oil all the time and, and use some other stuff at certain times. Had green and black aphids already attacked them twice this year and my rose bushes and stuff like that. Um, but I have heard that if you do a, a line of, uh, gunpowder around, things that it deters a ton of bugs they just don't like gunpowder for some fucking reason the smell and, and everything uh actually does deter some bugs so my go-to for uh deterring insects and other things for my plants is I, I don't use neem oil uh the reason i stay away from neem oil is that it can be pretty nasty stuff if if it's something that you in, you ingest like let's say you have some sort of infestation that's too late in the uh, fruit producing or vegetable producing stage uh, or um, flower producing stage. If you're making tea or anything from like hibis something like hibiscus or, you know, whatever. I use diadematous earth, D-E, diadematous earth. Yep, and I use food grade diatomaceous earth, and I mix it with distilled water. Always distilled water. Mix everything with distilled water. Don't use tap water. And uh, I spray it on the stems and the undersides of the leaves, and then I mix the tops of the leaves. And I use like a um, a salt shaker, a big salt shaker, the one of the glass ones with the rings on the bottom, that I can rub another glass bottle on. And it just pours out through the holes nice and evenly when you do that. I don't know if anybody knows that trick. It's pretty neat. And uh, that way, the little bugs that crawl over it, it gets stuck in their joints. And it's super sharp, too, so it cuts them up. To us, it doesn't, right? But to them, it does. And because it gets stuck in their joints, it prevents them from moving. So they die off. And mm -hmm. uh, since it's food grade diatomaceous earth, you can just rinse it off after you harvest. If it's late in late late in the season, you get this diatomaceous earth all over. You can just rinse it off, do like a two step, three step rinse. Works out pretty good. The only downside is that it looks like Tony Montana strolled through your garden and it had a little party. It's an anti caking agent. It's mixed with like um, like horse feed and stuff. To mm -hmm. stop it from caking together. 
But anyways, um, just little things that can help you. If you have any more questions or you want to come on and talk about gardening and stuff like that, hit us up because we love that shit. You can use this info to go start a community garden. All right. Well, we'd love to keep talking about stuff here, but we're running out of time, unfortunately. It was really good having everybody here. And I really hope to see you next time with a huge crop of vegetables that you didn't buy from the store. So get out there, do that dry fire training, drink your fucking water, go for a run, uh, go for a walk, eat healthy and grow a, grow a damn garden. Yeah. Go, go, go jogging, do your dry firing. Rest in peace, Dave Brant. Uh, F in the chat. Um, man, you're a fucking legend, dude. You'll be remembered. And I hope all of you listening to this realize we love all of you. Like we, we we do this for you. We want you to have a happier, healthier life, a better community for yourself where you can feel safer and, and feel more free. Um, so, so keep spreading the message, keep spreading the word. We love having people on that, you know, whether people know who you are or not, just hit us up. And if you got something to talk about that would help people in that way, give us a shout. We would love to have you on. Oh Yeah. All right, we'll see you next time, everybody. Until then, drink your fucking water and take drink care. Drink your fucking water. They'll have bombs and they'll have tanks. They've got money in their banks. But we won't fall.